Hi, I'm Jason and you are listening to The Slippery Slope. Okay, so today we need to go through a, uh, a couple of different articles, but it's all regarding a whistleblower um, for the COVID-19 trials for the Pfizer company, their vaccine, and the British Medical Journal, a fairly well-respected medical journal. And this article comes out of news.com.au and uh, it's from a Frank Chung. So the headline, it says, the TGA requests information from Pfizer after medical journal alleges contractor falsified safety data. Okay, so it goes on to say, Australia's medicines regulator has sought additional information from Pfizer after an investigation by the British Medical Journal alleged serious issues with a small number, it's only a small number, of its vaccine safety trials, including claims of falsified data and slowness following up on adverse reactions. So the Therapeutic Goods Administration, the TGA, has stressed that Pfizer's vaccine is highly safe and effective. Of course, they have to say that because they've already um, they've already put it out there for us to inject happily into our bodies. And that Australians should not be concerned about the issues raised in the article. <laughs> because it's too late. Um, the BMJ's report, published last week, centred on a former employee of Ventavia Research Group. This, they are a Texas-based contractor involved in the Phase 3 trials for Pfizer's COVID vaccine last year. So according to Brooke Jackson, that's the former regional director at Ventavia, the company falsified data, unblinded patients, uh, employed inadequately trained vaccinators, and was slow to follow up on adverse, adverse events, the BMJ reported. The whistleblower, who provided the BMJ with dozens of internal company documents, photos, audio recordings and emails, recounted that she repeatedly notified the company of the problems before finally emailing a complaint to the US Food and Drug Administration on September the 25th, 2020. She was sacked the same day. Well, who would have thunk that? With the company saying, in her separation letter, she was not a good fit. <laughs> She's not a good fit. We're doing things wrong and she doesn't like it. She's pulling us up on it. She's not a good fit. In a statement to the conversation, Ventavia said Ms. Jackson was employed for approximately two weeks in September of 2020 and no part of her job responsibilities concerned the clinical trials at issue. Okay. Ventavia said the same accusations were investigated and determined to be unsubstantiated last year. The same accusation. <laughs> Pfizer's full phase three trial involved about 44,000 participants across 153 sites. Ventavia enrolled more than 1,000 participants at three sites or only around 2% of the total. So the drug company made no mention of the alleged problems at the Ventavia sites in a briefing document submitted to an FDA advisory committee meeting on December 10, 2020. So the FDA never audited Ventavia after receiving the complaint. And then they've gone on and issued their emergency youth authorization for the vaccine the next day. They received the complaint the concerns 
from Brooke Jackson. And the next day, they never looked into it. And all they did was issue emergency youth authorization for the vaccine. That is amazing. So here you go. The Pfizer Australian spokeswoman declined to comment on to comment on the BMJ report. Uh, so news.com.au understands the TGA has contacted Pfizer to further clarify the issues raised. Although given the allegations only pertain to 2% of the trial population, the overall results are not expected to be impacted. <laughs> uh, it's, like a, it's like a tobacco company telling you, no, no, there's nothing to see here. They only tested, this is only, it's only 2% of our trial. Um, it's nothing to see here, you know. We're just making billions and billions of dollars out of it. Don't worry about what we're doing. Um, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is highly safe and effective, says the Pfizer Australian spokeswoman, and has been approved for use in nearly 100 companies and also approved by the World Health Organization. And they are such a reputable, a reputable organization. Isn't that right? That's what the TGA spokeswoman said. So Australians who have received the Pfizer vaccine should not be concerned about the issues raised in the BMJ. The British Medical Journal have written about this, but hey, don't be concerned. Um, she noted that the safety and efficacy of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine demonstrated in clinical trials has been thoroughly substantiated by real-world use in many millions of people worldwide. So it really sounds like she's just saying, hey, we've managed to use this on millions and millions of people, um, basically using them as guinea pigs around the world, and it's all going good so far. <sighs> the benefits of vaccination are clear and not in dispute, she said. Well, of course not. Vaccination benefits have always been clear, um, but not because of the COVID-19 vaccine. It's been clear because of vaccines previously that had gone through more stringent testing. That's what I would say. She goes on to say, all eligible Australians who are not yet vaccinated are strongly encouraged to get vaccinated as soon as possible. Well, wow. um, Ms. Jackson told the BMJ she repeatedly complained to her superiors about poor laboratory management, patient safety concerns and data integrity issues. In one email circulated amongst company leaders in August of 2020, a list of action items included three staff members with whom to go over electronic diary issues falsifying data, with one of them verbally counselled for changing data and not noting late entry. So according to Ms Jackson, sorry Ms Jackson, participants may have been unblinded, meaning this means staff were able to see who had received the Pfizer vaccine and who had received the placebo which could potentially affect the way conclusions were reached. Ventavia was also not keeping up with data entry queries. This is what she alleged. In September 2020, another research firm working on the trial warned Ventavia that all queries were expected to be addressed within 24 hours. The company then highlighted more than 100 outstanding queries older than three days, including two cases in which individuals reporting severe symptoms should have been urgently followed up. The BMJ spoke anonymously to two other former Ventavia employees who both 
confirmed broad aspects of Jackson's complaint. One of those employees said problems persisted after Ms. Jackson's departure. In several cases, the employees, the employee said, Ventavia lacked enough employees to swab all trial participants who reported COVID-like symptoms to test for infection. So the very thing, what they're saying is the very thing that they were hired to do, they didn't have enough employees to enable them to do the job they were employed to do. That's ridiculous. So it goes on to say, despite laboratory confirmed symptomatic COVID-19 being the trial's primary focus, this is your <laughs> this is your primary focus. Yeah, but we just don't want to employ any more employees. You know, trying to cut back on costs, even though you're employing us to do this. Another former employee said Ventavia had been nervous and expected a federal audit of its vaccine trial, but one never came. People working in clinical, in clinical research are terrified of FDA audits. Jewel Fisher, professor of social medicine at the University of North Carolina School of Medicine, told the journal. She said she was surprised the FDA never inspected the company. You would think if there's a specific and credible complaint, that they would have to investigate that. After its full approval of the vaccine in August this year, the FDA published a summary of its inspections from the phase three trials. Nine of the 153 trial sites were inspected and Vitavia's, Ventavia's sites were not listed among the nine. And then look at this, Pfizer has since hired Ventavia to work on four other vaccine clinical trials, including for children, young adults, pregnant women, and booster doses. Well, that just really, it really restores your confidence in these trials, doesn't it? I know you might have stuffed up then, uh, Ventavia, but hey, hey, it was all done in good faith. No harm, no foul. Come and work, us, come and work with us on these other trials, hey? That's how, Pfizer, that's how Pfizer rewards people who help cover up issues with their vaccine trials. That's what they've done. Listen, we need to keep on top of this story and see what Australia's FDA are actually going to do, whether they're going to make more inquiries into this. And if wrongdoing has occurred, if they have falsified um falsified evidence, falsified the information that we need when it's going towards these vaccines, then they need to be held accountable. Stay on top of it. So, thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. I've just come back because I need to, um, I need to sort out a few housekeeping issues. Uh, so last week I had released a podcast and it was titled, I believe it's titled, um, Four Ways to Deal with the Unvaccinated. Now, I'm not sure what I did wrong, but obviously I stuffed up and the only audio that I added to that, um, that particular episode was the cow mooing. So two seconds of the cow mooing and that was it. Um, so I've... I took that one down and I re and I um, I uh, republished it with the audio that I had somehow deleted or was deleted somehow from the episode. So you can go ahead and listen to the actual episode properly. Um, 
Thanks for all the people who actually did listen to the episode with just the cow mooing. Um, but none of you's told me. No one's, <laughs> you make me laugh. No one's wrote, no one wrote in or sent me a message or anything and said, hey, there's nothing on the episode. Just the two second cow mooing. But uh, I reckon that's hilarious. Um, listen, with all the information or this article that I was reading through about the Pfizer vaccine, the, the trial issues, um, and the information from the British Medical Journal, I'm going to put all that, uh, all those links on the episode in the episode details. Um, I'd encourage you to look it up yourself, read through what the British Medical Journal has said. Um, and obviously this is more to do with the way they have done the trials and issues with the trials and, um, and, and possibly holding back information that the public really has a right to know. And, and the issues with companies like this taking shortcuts, I see it as people taking shortcuts and putting profit before the health of people. And I think this is a bigger issue. Now, we, there is more in this article which goes on to talk about the money that, uh, that these vaccine companies, these pharmaceutical companies make and the monies that they've had to shell out with being sued in the past. And yet they, it doesn't stop them because the amount of money that they have to fork out, um, they have to shell out when they're being sued or when things go wrong it is well and truly eclipsed by the amount of money that they make and really i'm just putting this information out there because i want you to be informed about it and and look it up for yourself and, and really just just to be informed about what is going on and don't be naive about these companies thinking they've got your best interests at heart we need to make these decisions for ourselves this is your body okay it's not theirs you're the one that has to live with it um, and anyway, so like I said, once again, I just apologize for that episode with only the cow, uh, the cow mooing and, uh, all the details from this current episode will be, all the links will be on the episode details. I encourage you to go and have a look. All these things in my opinion. Uh, and the only other thing I'd like to say too, is if you get time, please, uh, like the episode. If you listen to this on iTunes the iTunes podcast, uh, please like it, uh, share it if you can, um, share the podcast details, whether it's iTunes or, or Spotify, wherever you are, just like it and share it, I please ask you, and uh, I really appreciate it, it uh, really helps, um, plenty of people are listening, plenty of people are listening, which uh, blows my mind, and I really appreciate it, and I'm just trying to get it all out there, um, send me your comments anytime you want, um, yeah, and just thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope.